Welcome back, Busters, to another edition of God's Favorite Pod with your hosts, as always, Milan Horansky and your boy, Sully Solberg. Now, you guys just sit down and get ready for another very special edition of the Closing Time Podcast. Guys, today just isn't any day. It's a very special day in closing time history. A monumentous occasion, if you will. And we're going to tell you what that is right now. Brayden, tell him what happened, buddy. The President of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's not the monumentous occasion. It's even bigger somehow. Guys, for a long time, Brayden has been plagued by... Some skeletons in his closet. My professional career has been <laughs> stomped on because of one mistake I made when I was 11 years old that I cannot get rid of. I don't know if these dates match, but 2012 or 2011, I created my first Twitter account, and I thought that because I was ripped when I was 11, I had that skinny boy bod, <laughs> it would be a good idea to post a picture of my profile picture on Twitter and make it of me with very, very, very dark nipples. And it has never <laughs> left the internet. And it's because I forgot my password, because I created it when I had MSN. Right. To my Twitter. Right. At Braden Solberg, it used to be. Yeah. It still is, but just wait. <laughs> so, I had a bunch of embarrassing tweets, as we went through before. Like, Ooh. oh my God, so selfish that guys, what kind of fucking guys, hashtag fucking dudes, would disrespect <laughs> their hashtag fucking girlfriends? <laughs> I hate that guy. Oh my god! Crazy game of hashtag ultimate tackle Enzo Ray at lunch today. Rip my Hurley shirt. Oh my god! Hashtag Firefly. What? Those days are over. Cause Braden, he took action. I did. He contacted Twitter. He contacted that nerdy looking dude who runs that joint. And what did you tell him? Listen to me. I have been <laughs> chasing this for years. I have called. I have created. I almost downloaded a, a virus onto my computer in order to hack my own Twitter and delete it. Now, before we continue on, a lot of you guys are probably asking a very simple question. Braden, Sully, my dude, why don't you just... Get, why don't you just do the forget my password option and have them email you a new password? Well, it's not that simple. Why? Because like his stupid profile picture, he also had a very stupid email address. Hey, what was that email address? It was my old dog's name. <laughs> Tucker underscore at, my, at a certain address at hotmail.com. And because I, my password was used to be password six, I think somebody hacked my email and, and then I couldn't get on there. So I could just never reset my password. But, but those days are over. But those you days are over. Contacted the guy, and what happened? And I first of all, I I contacted Twitter. I called them. They didn't answer. So then I found a thing where you can report you you can report an account for fraud. <laughs> you could say this person's pretending to be me. So I messaged them and I said, it said, is this person new? And then uh, they're like, why are you reporting this? Mm-hmm. Like any 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 more information? I was like, this is my account, but I can't get rid of it. There's a shirtless picture of me on the internet that I want to get rid of. Please help. I literally said, please help in the email. Not even 24 hours later, somebody contacts me and they say, we need government ID. So then I had to figure out how to take a picture of my ID. I used, <laughs> I used a photo booth on my computer. 
And it turned out it was the... You took the picture on your iPad mini? Yeah, fucking, <laughs> it was just a whole gong show that I sent it to them. A day later, I get an email, and it says, at Braden Solberg has been suspended slash deleted. There it is. Hey, cheers for that. Actually, we'll not do cheers because the microphones are in delicate. They hang. They're hanging by a thread. They are. Guys, we're running a two-bit operation here for you guys. For you guys. We're doing that thing where, you know, when your charger's about to die, and you got to just perfectly get it into the charging port. Yeah. And you got to watch it, make sure it doesn't stop charging. We're doing that, but with the microphones. We got a very delicate setup here. So guys, should we start one of those funding things? Help yeah. us, we're poor. We need go a fund new, us. we need a new go fund us we and need get us some dollars for a new soundboard. For a new soundboard. Anyways, today's a monumental day because Braden got Well, actually no. This is the problem. We got to figure out send us your best suggestions cuz Braden's shirtless little boy picture is still I think there's either two options that I have here. I think either I try my darndest, like I did with Twitter, to get that off the internet, which inevitably, if I ever become famous, somebody could probably find it anyways, and all my tweets. And not that there was anything bad on there. The, the worst thing I said was, is, is it gay that I listen to Ed Sheeran? I don't think that's that bad. But if somebody wants to cancel me over that, go for it. Anyways, or the other option is I start making t-shirts. Okay, yeah. and I put that picture on the T-shirt, and then people ask, "Oh, who's that on your T-shirt?" They say, "This is Brandon <laughs> when he was eleven, when he was shredded, and he had really dark nipples." I think you kind of you're leading into the whole fact that you once were shredded thing. Hey, making T-shirts. I think what I do is I do something <laughs> ironic. When I become fat, I become fat on purpose. I become jumbo. Okay. Yeah. And then when I'm jumbo, I wear a small tie, small size T-shirt, yeah. extra tight. With that picture on, <laughs> that's like my whole like life's mission is to become some shitty actor and then get a role where I have to play a fat guy, and then I just get to do fat guy things all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I get to just eat whatever I want. I get to wear a Hawaiian shirt wide open with like a gold chain, smoke yeah. a cigar in a hot tub. I don't know what else fat guys do. Wear toe, wear thong sandals. Ugh, I'm never doing that. You'll never catch me in those as long as I friggin' live. Imagine if start, I ever do that, you guys got a mean girl bully me until I stop. Imagine they start uh, they start yelling at you because you're not eating enough. Hey, <laughs> hey, get him more junior chickens. Get him more junior chickens. Shove him down his pie hole. Yeah. Oh, stop crying, Horansky. <laughs> get him in there. So what we're trying to say basically is social media when you're young, it's a dangerous game. No, it's so funny. So if you guys got younger, I don't know, maybe you got some, maybe you got a crazy older brother who's having a bunch of kids. That makes you an uncle. You tell that your little nephew. You say, hey, listen to me, Charlie. You keep your fucking shirt on on Twitter. You hear me? Yeah. Now get going. Get no, going. You don't want to go play up, with the trucks. You don't want to end up like me. <laughs> no, it's so funny. I have a little I have a little sister. Uh, and it kind of reminded me of this of that whole idea because uh, she just got Twitter yesterday. I could tell because it said one of your contacts has got Twitter and it's Alex Solberg. Nice. Or sorry, that's not her name. Whatever. <laughs> uh, she um, she used to make musicallys before TikTok was TikTok, it was just musically. And I remember watching them and I was, she would never let me see them. And I knew, I knew they're embarrassing because she wouldn't let me see them. Right. Right. And back then it was like all funny shit where they would do like weird, like robotic dances. And I was like, trust me, you were not going to want to have this when you're older. So I was like, make sure you remember all your passwords. And I guarantee you, she has like four accounts out there online of her doing these cringy musically dances that she could never ever get rid of because she never (laughs) followed my advice so if you are an older brother or sister get out there and start telling them young don't make social media accounts until you get old enough to realize that what you're saying is dumb as fuck because i was saying the dumbest shit actually you know what i was saying smart shit in the dumbest way (laughs) no you weren't hey the message i was sending was good 
Remember? Don't disrespect women. Yeah. I just said it in really cringy ways. You said that. That's one of your good ones. All the other ones are ripped Hurley shirt. Hashtag, oh my God, wedgie time at recess. That's really, <laughs> you know. Hashtag crocodile, crocodile Dundee. And yeah. Just dumb shit like that. I don't know. It's funny because like, I think when you're a kid, you don't get like that all your followers can see what you're doing and not all your followers have lived your exact life experience. Yeah. Because you tweeted shit like, oh my God, hashtag crocodile on the fire, LOL. And everyone's just like, what the fuck? You and your dad put an inflatable crocodile on the fire. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody else knows what that means. Yeah. And then you're coming up to us, guys, my crocodile on the fire bit. That was funny, right? Yeah. That was funny. And we're like, oh yeah, it was so funny. Because we were all there. We were talking about, maybe we talked about this in a previous episode, but we were talking about, uh, we need to, what we need to do is we need to put more joy into the world. And I think is that best, what we need to do? Yeah, think about it. Think about on Twitter. Twitter has become uh, a suck hole of depression exactly. and makes me want to kill myself. But what Twitter used to be, guys, <laughs> it is was happy all the birthday tweets. Happy birthday from the hot girls in high school. Hot girl in high school. Wish me a fucking hot girl from math, guys. Single handedly changed my life. Wish me a happy birthday with four exclamation marks. You know what I'm doing when I'm feeling sad? Fucking looking that up and going, hey. Hologram for math, four exclamation marks for me on my birthday. But imagine if that just wasn't a high school thing. Imagine we keep that going. <laughs> it's like we turned we turned Twitter into more of a, like an old style Facebook when Facebook was cool. And it's a, and it's it's a dual threat because it saves you all you ladies out there who feel the pressure. I, I can't imagine the pressure to make a flipperoo for everybody's birthday. You can just axe that out. You just say happy birthday on Twitter. Post a picture of you guys maybe sitting around a bonfire. I don't know something inventive like that. Yeah. And it saves you a whole st- the whole struggle of building a flipperoo. Exactly. Problem See? solved. Problem solved. That's what we're doing, guys. <laughs> so basically, if it's your birthday, let us know and we'll tweet at you. I will personally <laughs> tweet at you and I will say happy birthday, fucking, I don't know, who's a f- former fan? Britney Harkness? Or happy birthday. Who's, who's another fan? I don't know. All you secret <laughs> fans who don't want to come forward, if you're a secret fan, come forward. If you're a secret fan, step up. Yeah. Stop being a pussy. Jeez. <laughs> Stop being a hashtag... Garbanzo bean and come forward and I will wish you a happy birthday online. That's right, guys. No more Garbanzo beans. I don't know what that meant, but it's probably not a good thing to be. It probably isn't. It's the worst bean ever. Worst bean ever. String bean. That's what you want to be. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, I was uh, I was flipping through the talk. And one thing I've been really The talk? Like the show with all the ladies? No, not the talk. The T-O-K. The T-O-K. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I was flipping through there, and uh, I found this one commercial that I came across. I don't know if you guys remember. I don't know if you guys remember. I don't know if you guys know about that trend on TikTok. Where they go like, put, you put your, your, your fingers up, and they're like, put a finger down if you've ever swam in the Appalachian Mountains, or, yeah. or climbed the Appalachian yeah. Mountains, and you put a finger down. Right. And then once you have no more fingers, then you're a cool person, right? Right. So Durex takes this, and they're like, let's do some influential marketing. Let's make a commercial where they do that with direct condoms, which on the basis, just like, what are you going to say about condoms with putting your five <laughs> fingers down? Put five, put a finger down if you fucked. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> oh, and then you see his virgins and you make fun of them. Anyways. Or the guy who like waits a second before he puts his finger down. He's lying. Oh, he's <laughs> liar. I can tell he's lying. <laughs> but instead it was that they started it off with this. They say, Durex, uh, put your finger down challenge. And they made that do a hashtag like anybody's ever going to hashtag that ever. <laughs> No, we should do that. We're going to put that in the post. Put a finger down challenge? Hashtag directs put a finger down challenge. That's the title of this episode. Anyways, the first thing they ever, the first thing they said in the five finger down, five finger down challenge was, uh, put a finger down if you've ever gotten STD. 
<laughs> no, it was put a finger down if you don't want an STD. It's oh, yeah. Like, who's leaving it up? <laughs> I always thought I'd like to try some AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> sounds uh, fun. Chlamydia. Bunch of pussies Come out on. there. Chlamydia sounds funny. <laughs> Gonorrhea? Like, you can't tell me that's a fun <laughs> Sounds like diarrhea. Fun. Come yeah. on, guys. You guys are being closed-minded. Yeah. And then it was like, put a finger down if you're sexually active with, or if you're... If you want to be sexually active and safe, <laughs> I want to be sexually. Angel- <laughs> I want to be sexually active and dangerous. Yeah. I'm leaving my finger up. <laughs> put a finger down if you. Uh, what was another one? Oh, put a finger down if you uh, um, like to feel good. Like to feel pleasured. <laughs> it was like Ugh. something about pleasure. It's just gross. Yeah. Oddly gross. Yeah. So it was just like one of those things. It's like, why did you do this? On the whole, on the whole uh, point of commercials that suck. Also, why did Durex pick TikTok to do a fucking challenge where their audience is fourteen year olds? A little bit creepy, Durex. Maybe they're trying to get your head out of the gutter. Maybe they're working alongside the Canadian government with uh, sex sexual classes and health. Oh, I thought you were gonna say maybe the that's sex- what they use. Oh, <laughs> dude, maybe that's what they use. In health classes now, they're like uh, instead of watching instead this, of the creepy video, yeah, they're like, all right, check out this TikTok, yeah, and then they just watch all the students. Put a finger down if you <laughs> fucked, Billy. <laughs> I always knew it was you, buddy. <laughs> Put a finger down if you don't want an STD. <laughs> Come on, raise your finger, Rachel. Does you know like one kid raises his other hand? What's an STD? Shut up. Now, what you know, that's like, so your assignment. What you guys are going to need to do is you're going to need to create your own TikTok. And you're going to hashtag Direct's Five Finger Challenge. That's such a gross name for a challenge, too. Yeah. The Five Finger Challenge? <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, well, good on you, Direct. having a big US title. Um, we're laughing about other commercials because we are communication students, guys, which means nothing. We're, we're the masters of talking shit. That's what that means. And... <laughs> It's funny when you hear people say, like, I am passionate about advertising. Like, are you? <laughs> you just you love when the commercial comes on? Yeah. Your show ends, hey guys, shut up! Let's crack the commercials on. Ever since I was ever since I was a kid, I just always had a passion for for TV commercials. Like when they would come on, I'd be like, hey, shut up, it's the old commercial, everybody be quiet. One of the funniest things my dad ever did was there used to be this commercial on, I think it was for like bush beans. And it was like a family sitting around and they're eating beans. And they're like, where's all the beans? And then the dog like smiles and goes like, I ate them all or some dumb shit like that. And my dad just like stands up. He does that thing where he like hits his hand on his knee, you know? He goes, you know, that bothers me. (laughs) And I was like, what? Why does that bother you? He's like, it's it's, it's, the dog talks. Oh, that's smart. I'm not supposed to think that's funny. I'm not supposed to think that's funny. I was like, Jesus Christ, Dad. <laughs> just, like, just like insulting his intelligence. <laughs> well, that's what he said. He's like, that, that insults my intelligence. They they think I'm dumb enough. They're going to buy their beans and think that's funny. Yeah. How about you buy my beans, buddy? And we're all just like, whoa. You know what's, you know what's funny about that, though? Is I bet you anything that, that comes on after Wipeout. <laughs> you know what I mean? I loved Wipeout. Yeah, but then like that's why it makes sense for a dog to be in a commercial. It's yeah. not like he's watching Jeopardy. Yeah, or some smart guy show. Yeah, he's not watching Meet the Press. He's watching fucking somebody get bounced by a big balloon. He's like, come on, I come on here to watch a smart television program, and they're selling me this shit. Yeah, I love baked beans. And I'm probably gonna buy them later. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you can tell me that the dog's gonna eat them. I always wonder. Even like dogs, <laughs> like those weird shows. We're kind of getting off on a, a weird little trail here, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm about walking we're on the, the, the I'm about walking on the wild side of wipeout. Um I always thought it was funny how like how the fuck do people get on those weird shows where they have to like climb a jungle gym and fall into sand and like 
Like, what's their audition tape? Also, what if Hi, I'm Becky. I teach grade two. I always thought it'd be good for wipeouts because I get, like, bruises really easily. But they never affect me. You know what I'm saying, guys? Yeah. Like, I could, I see those big balls. And I think I get bounced by them. And I always thought if there was a person who was going to climb over a jungle gym and, like, fall into sand, that could be me. Because, like, I always loved building sand castles and i also climbed a rope every time in gym so obviously you guys know that becky charleswood is teacher grade two but not for long because i'm gonna be a wipeout it's like how the fuck did you get on there no it's the best part how? of that whole thing i get i get that too also what do they tell their friends they're doing that day? <laughs> yeah. hey you want to hang out today sorry i can't, sorry, I can't. going to bounce around on some balls <laughs> you'll see me on tv it's no big deal and they're like okay yeah have fun. You don't have to make up lies. And yeah. then they see them on Wipeout and they're like, oh, they actually were doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the best part of that TV show is the intros. Uh, I don't know if you were, do you remember Splat a lot? No. Oh, he was on, I guess it was on YTV. You never watched that. No, I didn't watch YTV. Um, but it was like Wipeout for kids. Okay. And they, and they, the same thing, but like the intros were always so cringy. They'd be like, uh, I'm going to look right into the camera when I do this. <laughs> be like, What's up? I'm James, 13 years old, and I, why I'm great for Splat a lot? Because I jump around and I was voted the number one climber in the class. <laughs> so check me out as I conquer Splat a lot. That kid, like on his report card, when he's a little kid, like, his jumping is excellent. <laughs> his running is fearless, except he's always crashing into other kids. Yeah. So maybe he has a future in Splat a lot, but not a future in anything else. Or, uh, and then they always start off that whole scene with them doing like, the cross arm. Like, the Backstreet Boys. Why, I'm great for splat a lot? Let me tell you. Three little words. Crash, bash, smash. That pretty much sums me up, guys. Do you need to know anything else? <laughs> and then there's like, the stupid commentators. Oh, here comes Shelly. <laughs> she benched the... The bounce-a-roof wall is the hardest part of the track. Nobody's been able to get past it today. Let's see if Rachel can do it. And oh, and she gets bounced off! <laughs> Holy macaroni! <laughs> like, like that. That guy got kicked off the NFL network. Now he's there. Yeah. Oh, Rachel got kicked to the curb. Let's see how she recovers. Yeah. No, there's always one. The, the NFL guy's like, like the analyst, so he's like serious. <laughs> you, be, you be the analyst. I'll be the fucking guy. All right. Here we have Rachel. It's her first time running the course. What do you think she's going to do, Ted? Oh, my God. Last time I saw Rachel, she had a couple fatal errors in her approach. She tried to go for the two-foot landing when we all know that the t while the two-foot landing may be the safer option, the one-foot landing propels you at a much higher rate. We'll see how Rachel does when we come back. But first, a word from our sponsor. Yeah. And then they come back and they're like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Rachel's up next. Let's see how great she does. Like I said, guys, if Rachel goes for the two-foot combo, I don't know how this is going to turn out. And they always go fucking absolutely bonkers <laughs> when they make the when they climb the wall, like in Wipeout, or not Wipeout, what was that show called? American Ninja Warrior. Oh, yeah. See, like, when they one. climb the wall, they go, oh, my God! Yeah. <laughs> she made up that she's the first person to climb the giant rope. I always thought it was funny, too, how the contestants, they take it so seriously when, when they fall in the water. Yeah. They go like, boo, 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 and then they come back up, yeah. and their eyes are just welled with tears, even though they're sopping wet. You can tell they were crying underwater. Dude, the interviews after. I don't know. They always stay still out of breath. <laughs> I don't know what went wrong. I've been training on the bouncy house in my backyard, and I just was like, I, I thought I had it. It's a lot harder than it looks. Fresh, okay, I just want to thank my family back home. They supported me when no one else would. Who the fuck would support you on going on also, Ninja Warrior? They always say, uh, I sacrificed so much for this. My yeah. family sacrificed so much for this. It's like your family, <laughs> you sacrificed family time to climb a fucking 
wall. Super wall. I just picture that kid, that person going around to all the little kids' birthday parties and just going into bouncy castle, going on their knees and trying to stand up. Because we all know how hard that is. You ever fall into bouncy castle and try to get up? Whoa, whoa, kid. Hey, fucking calm down here. <laughs> Molest trying to get up, guys. Calm down. You know? yeah. That's how they, that's their training. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> anyway. So funny. I remember there's one. I never mind. I won't even go into that. I was gonna talk about one family who loved that show extra, but they're so dumb. Want to hear a funny bouncer story? They their lifestyle. I know enough. we're going off. Uh, I know <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know we're going off topic, but do you want to hear one quick story about a bouncy castle? You've Pope, heard it before. Two words, buddy. Pope hat. Does he shit in it? I think he does. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we all know the big the big man on campus here, Manitoba's golden boy, Ace Burpee, right? Right. And when I was a kid, what I desperately wanted to be was a radio host. Like I literally, even when I graduated high school, I still thought about being a radio host, right? right? So uh, I'm like 11 years old and it's East Selkirk somehow like family community day, day community right? day. Yeah. So there's a bounceroo and uh, I'm 11 and I'm like, fuck it. You know, I'm a big guy. I'm a big guy. It's my neighborhood. I'm going to go in the bouncery. I don't give a fuck. Did you say this? Did you say this is my neighborhood? Yeah. That's the first thing you thought when you saw Bouncy Castle. I was like, this is my neighborhood. I run these streets out of the way, Karen. <laughs> I'm going to grab a hot dog and I'm going to take it in the bouncery. So I climb into this bouncer and there's nobody there because it's East Selkirk, so nobody's <laughs> fucking at the community besides me and like a couple other people. Right. And I start bouncing around and I notice that there's like this uh, little girl on the bouncerou. She's like maybe I'm like I must have been eleven. She must have been like five. All right, careful here, careful. No, no. <laughs> I know. I'm setting up to be a fucking bouncer. Anyways, I'm bouncing around. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And there's like a punching bag. You know how that punching bags in there? In and the I bouncer, kicked yeah. the punching bag because I didn't see her, and it fucking hit her in the face, and she flew <laughs> across the whole bouncerou. And she starts crying, right? I was like, I didn't give a fuck because I was 11. So I'm like, hey, shut up. Shut up. Fucking be quiet before somebody notices. Yeah. Uh, fuck. And um, <laughs> their, their parent comes or whatever, and he starts yelling at me, what the, what the hell are you doing? You think she's five years old? You're kicking her, you're kicking it around, bouncing around. Yeah. Like she's like a, she's just not even a person here. You got to be acknowledged. You got to acknowledge other people. He starts going off on me, swearing at me. I was like 11. I was like, I don't know. I didn't have my parents around. Yeah. I was terrified. <laughs> little girl's still crying he's yelling i'm i'm shivering anyways i get off the, i get off the bouncer route and he's like come here and he starts yelling at me and then all of a sudden ace burpee shows up <laughs> comes out of nowhere and he's like uh ace ace you'll never believe what this guy did and he starts pointing at me and saying that i've hurt his daughter and Ace starts going off of me too. He's like, how could you do that? You're in a bounceroo. I can't even do his voice. Yeah. <laughs> Super Canadian accent. You're in a bouncerou fucking. I don't know. <laughs> he's swearing at you. He's swearing at me and he's getting pissed. I'm 11 years old and I look up and I, I was like, wait a second. This is Ace Burpee, my, my hero. And he just hates me. Mm-hmm. And that was my only, the only time I ever met him. And I was like, I'm sorry, Ace Burpee. I almost started crying. I ran home. I never, I never got to ride the pony at fucking community day. And that's what that's the only interaction I've ever had with my 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 hero growing up, except for the fact, except for the time where uh, we were doing that. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Can I tell Bull? a thing about about we're, we're doing the Red Bull thing? Yeah. And I, I messaged him and I tweeted at him. Yeah. And he never answered. Yeah, so he probably, remember he probably you. remembers me. He probably remembered you. He probably looked you up and saw your old eleven year old Twitter account. And was like, that's the fucking kid who kicked that girl. Yeah. So thank God that's off of there. Exactly. Uh, now we can start building a relationship. <laughs> this is like one of the weirdest memories I ever have. <laughs> one time, I don't know. This came from the back of my brain. Like I swear I was four years old when I was doing this. It wasn't community day. It was like a circus, I guess. And they had like an elephant, like taking kids for elephant rides. And I've never seen my mom and dad get more mad at me because I'm riding a fucking elephant. <laughs> and I'm four. <laughs> 
So your elephant takes me around in a circle, and then it gets back, and I just refuse to get off the elephant. <laughs> and the, the guy that like takes you on the elephant's like, okay, get down. I was like, no. <laughs> and my mom's going like, get down. I was like, I can't. It's too high. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy's getting pissed. I still remember this. He's going like, come on, come on, come on, get down. You're, you're upsetting the elephant. <laughs> and then I, now that I think of it, I was like, how do you know the elephant was upset? You know? yeah. <laughs> the elephant's getting pissed. Get off. Yeah. And then I was thinking, like, imagine if the elephant like got like super nervous and then started running around in circles with me. A four-year-old running, running, running wild like Andy from Toy Story. Elephant. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that was funny. And I'm like, oh my god, did I ever get a talking to when I got home? <laughs> we let you ride the elephant and then you don't get off? That's not how we raised you. <laughs> we always said you get off elephants and you get to ride one. There's an old saying this, family. You ride an elephant, you get off an elephant. <laughs> you don't you don't overstay your elephant ride. It'd be funny if you were riding around, you wouldn't get off, and then but yeah. it wasn't like you were too scared to get off. You're just like, no, take me for another lap. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, the arrogance, hey. Yeah. That kind of reminded me of your story about kicking the girl. <laughs> When I was a kid, I was playing in the backyard with my brother. And there was like this little wasp, I guess it was. And it's on the grass, right? And it, it doesn't have its wing. And it's trying, it's like fucking trying to fly, but it can't because it doesn't have its wing, right? And I don't know why. I was playing with Taryn, my little brother. And I was just like, hey, go touch that. Go touch that wasp. And he's like, why? And I was like, I don't know. Do it. <laughs> and then he goes, he touches it. It's fucking obviously stings it, right? So then he goes in the house. He just, Wah! crying because if when the first time you get stung it's fucking terrifying i cried like a baby when the first time i got stung yeah so anyways he's going well he's fucking crying he runs in the house he tells my mom <laughs> he's like five you know i'm like eight Milan told me to he's like <laughs> she's like what happened he's like oh be stung me a bee stung me and then <laughs> my mom's like well what are you doing around bees and he's like there was a bee on the ground and Milan told me to touch him <laughs> So I did. And she's like, well, why would you do that? <laughs> and he's, they, then I get called inside. And my mom's like, Darren said, he, <laughs> Darren says you told him to touch a bee. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you did. He's like freaking out. <laughs> and I was like, why would I tell you to touch a bee? <laughs> and I'm like, you're telling me. I did, I did that thing that classic liars do. They never said they didn't do it. They yeah. just kind of like build up how ridiculous it yeah. is. And I'm like, you think I told him to touch a bee? Why would I do that? Obviously, it would sting him. What kind of man? What kind of a guy walks around and tells his little brother to touch a bee? Come on. And then he goes, you did. You told me to touch him. Look, it hurts. I'm like, well, I see you got stung. It doesn't mean I told you to touch a bee. And then you say this. Let's say I did tell you to touch a bee. Okay? I tell you to touch the bee. Why would you do it? Why would you do it? Think in yeah. your head. Not that I did tell you that. I didn't tell you that at all. You're just an idiot. God. Kids could be kids, right, Mom? I mean, you're like you're, you're still ten yourself. Yeah. Um, I'll keep it on this, the theme of positive stories here, <laughs> guys. Sometimes I think we can be a little bit too negative on the closing time podcast. Too much shitting on. Too much shitting on everything, but that's what we do best. Okay. My main thing, stand-up comedy. I haven't had the chance to do it in like almost a fucking year. So what else am I going to shit on? All right? Everything I see, I'm going to talk into a microphone. You guys are going to listen to it. Maybe get a few giggles. And everything will be right in the world. But I'm going to try to take it on a more positive spin here. I was thinking. I was down. Down to the dumps, if you will. And I'm thinking to myself about funny things that have happened to me in my life. All the funny characters I met. So I was thinking way back. Me and Brady used to work at this fucking drugstore. Oh man, was that ever a fun time? Right? You're oh, looking at me like you're looking at me like I'm wrong. No, 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 it was awesome. 
<laughs> fun time. No. Hated working with you. Anyways, going back to the negative world. I'm taking it back to positive town. Yep. Population me, population you. So anyways, I worked at this drugstore, and there's this guy there. Now, if you know anything about our town, <laughs> not a very diverse place. No. <laughs> there are two races in that town, and if you're from that town, you know what they are. <laughs> so anyways, there was this guy who worked there. Should I say his name? Yeah, I don't think he's listening. Yeah. It's a very positive story about him. Okay. So this dude, Hassan. My fucking guy, Hassan. Me and Hassan, we had a... What, how would you say it? An unorthodox, an unorthodox um, bonding. Relationship. Relationship. Because okay. everybody would shit on Hassan. I felt bad for him, right? There's one East Indian dude in the flurry of whites, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Poor, poor bastard, right? Yeah. And I also liked him because he was the only guy in shoppers who had a bigger set of eyebrows than me. So I'm like, nice. Eyebrows team. Me and you, Hassan. Yeah. Till the end. So Hassan was very quiet. He took his job super duper seriously, right? Because all these fucking white guys would come and they bust his balls because he had an accent and because maybe he didn't do things as fast as some of the other people would. But give him a break, right? He's coming from fucking India. Give him a break. I never understood that. People busting the immigrants' balls. Yeah. You just trying to do their job. Yeah. You fucking try to do it then. Yeah. It's always the uneducated people too who probably do the like same You try job. to go to India and learn how to do this. Yeah. You yeah. could never do it, right? Yeah. So anyways, one time in particular, me and Hassan have been building this bond for a couple of months at this point, right? Yeah. And I always bust his balls. Everyone would bust his balls behind his back. But me, I'm a professional ball buster. I'm going to do it to your face, right? Yeah. So me and Hassan would always somehow have lunch together. And he had, like, the best lunches ever. But the thing is, it was Indian food. You know anything about Indian food? That shit fucking stinks, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he'd put it in the microwave and it'd be just curry scent all around the fucking lunchroom. Yeah. And he was so fucking funny. He had the best comic timing. So I would bust his balls. I go, Hassan, you're killing me here. You're killing me with the Indian food. What are we doing here, man? <laughs> Curry sent all over the place. He'd go, well, what do you have? <laughs> and I'd go, I'd go, a sandwich. And he'd go, oh, a sandwich. And he'd just repeat what I said. Yeah. But it's fucking hilarious, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? Sandwich? Oh, sandwich. Oh, better. You know? <laughs> it's kind of a hacky Hassan. But that's what are you? generally what he sounded yeah, like. Yeah. So anyways, he, we'd always we, and we'd fucking die laughing, and he'd tell me about how he lived with a roommate and his dogs, and he would tell me about how his fucking dumb white neighbor would bust his balls about his dogs, and he'd instruct them to poop in the yard. <laughs> he'd like, oh, I take my dog, and I tell him, oh, nobody's looking, and I go, boop, 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 and he dumps in his yard, oh, he laughs, you know? Yeah. He's a giggler, like me. Yeah. Two gigglers united, right? Exactly. And we had this awesome friendship. So giggle one factory, yeah. <laughs> with the giggle factory. Yeah. So one day... There's this fucking guy, and he's just busting Hassan's balls at the till, right? Hassan worked in the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Probably still does. Still does, actually. So there's this fucking guy, and you could just tell this guy's a racist. He's got the double jean on, the jeans that match his jean jacket with, like, a Harley Davidson shirt underneath. Yeah. Nothing says racist like that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You know what and I mean? And, like, a fucking camel hat. And a camel hat, right? So Hassan's trying to help this guy, and this guy, like, I guess his prescription was ready. Hassan had to get it for him. Yeah. <laughs> And the guy had a super common name. I could have sworn it was Robert Smith, right? How yeah. many fucking Robert Smiths are there, right? Yeah. So the guy goes, hey, do you have a prescription here for Bob Smith? And then Hassan goes, oh, I'll check, you know. So he goes to the back. And I'm watching this interaction. I'm doing that thing where I pretend work, you know. I'm straightening out pencils. Like, I'm pretty sure they're straight enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm watching this. And Hassan's checking and he goes, come on, what's taking so long? And Hassan's like, uh, one second, one second. So he comes back and he goes, I, I'm sorry, I cannot find Bob Smith in our database. And he goes, did you check for Robert? And he goes, why would I do that? And he goes, Bob, Robert, come on. 
And he goes, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I felt so bad for him because this guy is just screaming at him. He kind of embarrassed him, you know? Yeah. So me and Hassan, later in the day, we beat in the break room. <laughs> and I go, Hassan, that fucking guy, he's busting your balls, right? And he just goes off. He goes, how the fuck am I to know? How am I to know that Rob equals Bob? <laughs> if he would have said Rob, I would have known. But Bob, his name should be Bobbert. That's Robert. <laughs> <laughs> he's freaking out, right? Yeah. And I'm laughing. And he goes, I fucking try my best. Every day I come in here, I try my best, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, son. I feel you, man. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and Smith, he just like sing. It's fucking every white guy's name is Smith. He's freaking out, right? Yeah. And we have a nice little bonding moment. So fast forward. <laughs> Years go by. I, I don't work at that place anymore, right? Yeah. Me and Brian have the Class Clown Comedy Show. Many of you came to it. Shout out to you guys. So I'm doing my set. I get into it with a heckler this night. I tell the heckler, shut the fuck up. I roast him for fucking 10 minutes or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I'm coming off stage. Who the fuck do I see after three years of not seeing him? H-Dog. Fucking Hassan sitting there. Came by himself. After all those years, we were like... We were buddies, but we weren't the best of friends. Yeah. And I go, Hassan, holy shit, man, how are you doing? He goes, oh, you're a very funny man. You tell that divorce, stupid man, shut up. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. So I'm like, man, how did you hear about this? And I guess me and you, we went around and we were trying to promote the show throughout Selkirk, right? Yeah. We went over there and we told the manager, this is our show, whatever. And he posted it in the break room. And Hassan took it upon himself to actually... Take the time out of his day, even though we hadn't seen him in years, to fucking come see us do comedy. And it was just such a positive moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy, he lived in Bird's Hill. That's where he's getting his dogs to poop. And uh, I don't know. It, just, it was just such, such a positive story. And I just fucking smiled the rest of the day when I thought of that guy. No, that should make you feel feel really nice, man. It's <laughs> always the people you don't expect that make you feel the best. Like when that, that one time that the fucking prof came to our show. Yeah. It was like, I didn't actually think she was going to come. Yeah. Why would she? Yeah. No why? university prof gives a fuck about any student. It's just the truth. It's the truth. How can they? There's so many students. Yeah. So for her to actually come, it was like, holy shit. And it felt good. Yeah. Even though I bombed in front of her, it still felt good. <laughs> and Hassan goes, like, oh, you are funny. I always knew you were funny, you know? Yeah. Oh, Hassan, we <laughs> never forget that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking live to be 80. And I'll never forget him. Oh, man, that's so funny. But anyways, like I said, we're trying to keep it on a positive note. So I can only listen to positive music. And like you said, I think both of our dreams is secretly to be in a band. Like we had Rock Band Club in grade four. Yeah. We met in the hangar bags, talked yeah. about our bands, never played any music. No. You know? None of us knew how to play instruments. We just said we were going to do it. <laughs> so why do you want to be, like, what do you think your obsession is around singing? Like, I don't think I want to be like, I don't want, I don't want to be a superstar singer mm -hmm. i don't think that is like my dream it's not like i dream about that at night i have dreams about me being a good singer but it's always like really stupid dumb shit like i want to be at like my mom's work christmas party mm -hmm. and the music cuts out and they're like oh <laughs> and everybody was dancing and having a good time and they're like oh what are we gonna do we have no more music but there's instruments there and then i pick up a guitar and i just start belting it and everybody's like holy fuck this guy's good you know, yeah. I want like I want to be a singer. I want to be able to be to. I want to be a good singer for like practical reasons, not for like dr like dream reasons. You know, mm -hmm. like I want to be able to like uh, I don't know. Like I'm in class, right? Yeah. And they're like, hey, if anybody wants to show a special talent for extra credit, go ahead. 
And then I walk up and everybody's like, oh, Brain's going to do comedy. Brain's going to do comedy. And then all of a sudden I, amazing grace. You go for the church hymn. How sweet. Yeah. I still go into it. The sound. That saved a wretch. I always thought it was funny. They called him a wretch. For me. My everybody rises in class. And they start clapping, and it turns into a gospel version of it. And then we say, "We want, no, we want." But except, lost. but except it's a white version, so they yeah. have the purple rose, but they're all yeah. offbeat. They're clapping on the downbeat. It's <laughs> just a fucking gong show, you know? Yeah, that's that's like my like my life dream is just to have that one moment. Mm-hmm. Here's the I think I mentioned the dream before, mm-hmm. where I'm like at a party and there's like a karaoke machine, and then they're like breaking it up there. I'm like, oh no, I can't. I never sing. I've never seen it in front of everybody. Yeah, and then I get up there. I'm like, I guess I'll sing just because you guys are making me. You guys are peer pressuring me into singing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I start to, I don't know, I start singing like. It sounds like a very specific vision. It sounds like kind of a coming of age 80s teen rocker movie. You know what I mean? Like if I was, if I, if I could, if I had like one day, like write a script in one day. <laughs> that's what you would make it? That's what I would make it. A clause. Like what would be the reason you don't want to sing? Like I'm a, like it was like a high school musical thing. Like I'm a hockey playing douchebag. Yeah. You gotta do that thing when the guy bounces the balls, get you, get you, get you, get your head in the game. I fucking saw that. I've never seen that movie. Cause I got to that scene, I was like, this is a fucking disgrace. Even when I was like nine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just wolfed it off. <laughs> I should watch it though, just to say I saw it. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say my dream is not necessarily be the singer in a band. I always wanted to just slap the bass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I sit in the back. Nobody gives a fuck about the bassist. Yeah. I sit there, boom, 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 boom. No one goes, eh, no, for a bass solo. There's zero pressure on me. I still get to ride with the band. I'm in the band. Just because you're not in the band don't mean you're in the band. But I am in the fucking band. That was a school of rock joke. I am in the band. I go around with the band. I run tours with the band. <laughs> I fucking go in the van with the band. I do everything with the band. I get all the glory of the band. <laughs> And I'm in the band, even though I'm not in the band. And you barely have to do any work for the band. Exactly. And if I fuck up, maybe, hey, I don't feel like going that hard tonight. I'm doing my job. I'm slapping it. Slapping yeah. the bass. You're not bombing <laughs> at any point. If you're I never this. bomb. Nobody notices that the bass, bass fucks up. Unless you really, really fuck Unless up. Unless you really fuck up. And then maybe that's my moment of glory. Yeah. I go, whoa, I fucked up. And then I do my own bass solo. I don't know. That's my dream. That's a good one. <laughs> People always tell me this is a joke some comedian did. Um, uh, and I, he never made it in life, so I'm gonna do it now because he'll never know I did it. <laughs> you want tell me, ask me what my dream is. What's your dream? My dream is to be the first Bolivian bassist to make it big. People say you can't do that. You don't play the bass, and you're not Bolivian. But hey, that's my fucking dream. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good joke. I think the only shit thing about that though. <laughs> That joke just bombed. <laughs> well, no wonder the guy never became. He said he never made it. That's why I took it. Um, <laughs> the thing that would suck is having to do all the promotion for the band, like having to ask people to come to your show every weekend. Yeah. So I think the basis would be the best because you don't even have to handle. Your best, you have, most you have to do is hand out flyers. Yeah. If your like family doesn't show up, they're not going to show up to watch you play the bass. True. You know, is it, I'm telling you, it's the perfect gig. I'm gonna be fucking Nikki Six and Motley Crue, yeah. except minus the heroin, minus the black tar heroin. I can I can live without that. Maybe a couple times, but <laughs> maybe hey, maybe I'll even get a crazy hairstyle. Who knows? Open up a world of possibilities for me. There you go. Um, on the on the on the note of music, sit in there. I don't know you. what that's called, but I use note and music together. Transition, <laughs> transition segue. Not the segue that Paul Blart rides. <laughs> I'm talking about a transition. A literal segue. <laughs> 
So uh, to keep up my high spirits, I've been listening to nothing but the most positive music ever, what's the word, composed. And uh, I think it's really having a positive effect on me. Imagine that, positive music, positive effect. I don't know if you know this, but when I go down to that basement and I do my little exercises. Oh, you're jamming down there. <laughs> oh, I am rocking. And the dance moves I do down there, I'll be doing jumping jacks and I morph into like a Michael Jackson dance move that sucks because I'm not Michael Jackson. If you ever see me doing that, and you get a hold of it on tape, you could blackmail me for life because it is the shittiest, <laughs> shittiest dancing to the worst songs ever. Like, for example, my two songs of choice right now, Nine to Five, Dolly Parton, followed by I Will Survive, kind of because they rhyme, but also because it's the two most positive songs ever written. And I'm going to tell you something. You guys know I'm a big hip-hop fan, and you know I'm a fan of lyricism. Dolly Parton, this bad bitch, man, <laughs> she's been putting up himalingadingers for ages. Yes. Absolute slappers. She's slapping the country western bass for fucking eternity. Yeah. So I'm dancing around down there to 9 to 5, a song I've heard a million times, right? But after I heard it for the millionth and once time, I was thinking to myself, this song has bars, and I'm going to read some of them for you right now. You gotta read them like you're rapping them. <laughs> no, I'm gonna read them like Dollywood. You gotta read them like a slam poetry. A slam poetry? I just say ran a couple of random words. Uh, I gotta, I gotta find. Uh... Here we go. They let you dream, just to watch them shatter. You're just a step on the boss man's ladder. Bars. But you got dreams he'll never take away. Ever. How positive is that? I can relate to that. I'm a step on the boss man's ladder. Fuck you, Ralph. I'll show you who's the boss. It's me, a little guy named me. That's right. Brain's giving me a snap right now. I don't care if this bit bombs. I'm, I fucking love Dolly Part. <laughs> that was bars. <laughs> that was a little bit of bars. Now, now, I had this queued up, but my finger slipped in excitement, and now I got to Google it. Brain, hold their attention. Sing a song. <laughs> Working nine till five. What a way to make a living, Bailey. Getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Something, something, <laughs> something. Dolly Parton has big titties. And she sings some songs that make me go so silly. All right. Now I'm going to go back. Now this is Nas from Life's a Bitch. Now Nas's chorus was Life's a Bitch until you die. That's why we get high, because you never know when you're going to go. Tell me that's not on the same kind of tone Dolly Parton was going for. Now say it like she, Dolly Parton. She might have done it in her little country western flair. No, do it in Dolly Parton's voice. You want me to do these Nas bars in I Dolly do. Parton voice? I do. I don't know if I have a Dolly Parton. You guys do it. It's like a western <laughs> accent, but you just got to add a little bit of a... Uh, a little twang to it. Wha- uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, working nine to five. Now, Nas might have said, visualizing the realism of life in actuality, fuck who's the baddest, a person's status depends on salary. Tell me that's not what Dolly Parton meant. There's a parallel. Dolly, she was climbing up her boss man's maybe, boss, boss ladder. Maybe, just maybe, she's a ghostwriter for Nas. Or maybe Nas was helping her. I don't know, but I'm telling you something. Fucking Dolly Parton has been getting me through some low times. Some low, 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 low times. 
And um, I just want to give a shout out to her. I don't care if she was on Hannah Montana. What's your go-to like? Is that if you're? What's your go-to like? You're vibing. If you're listening, if you're in the car, okay, right? Mm-hmm. You're in the car and you're feeling like uh, you're feeling like you're just you're in a good not a good mood like you're not in like a hip hip hooray mood mm-hmm. but you're just in like a vibing mood oh what do you play do you play a certain album or do you just play whatever you what do you have like do you play a playlist oh i have very specific the thing is i have very specific moods but i have no playlists so my music kind of just alters my mood you know what i mean yeah like you ever hear that like uh erica badu like on and on yeah. and on and on it's called on and on yeah. <laughs> very clever okay <laughs> Well, that song, it just mellows me out if I'm feeling angry, you know? Yeah. Or like Jill Scott, A Long Walk, A Long Walk, I don't know. <laughs> That'll mellow me out. Yeah. But then my trouble is I have some fucking bitch-ass white boy music. Come on, feel the noise. <laughs> Girls, rock your boys. And I don't care. I know that song sucks. Yeah. But it reminds me of being eight years old and having fun playing hockey. Yeah. I always remember thinking, Girls, rock you boys. Girls could never rock me. Because rocking, you know, means, yeah. it means push you down. Yeah. I mean, I'm stronger than a girl, but for some reason it pumped me up. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel you. So my problem is I don't have any playlist set. I'm the opposite. You got a playlist for every situation. Exactly. I have a playlist. I have three main ones that I listen to. Mm-hmm. Okay. First one is uh, Ear Heaven. Is that a song or that's that's that's, your... that, that's the playlist name? Oh, that's that's setting a pretty high bar. And that is like uh, that's like my casual go to. Like I'm in a hip hip, hip hip hooray mood. Oh, do you, yeah. are you in a lot of hip hip hooray moods? Well, sometimes it's like if you finish work, <laughs> you're coming home, you know, you're heaven. Right, you're taking me to your heaven, stairway to heaven, stairway to your heaven. Okay, I like it. So that's my what. There's one, that one. Then there's uh, MC squared, mm-hmm. and that one's like my uh, like I'm feeling earthy, like the earth, like I feel like um, <laughs> you feel like you got to get your like crystals on. Yeah, yeah, that's like um, you already friend. got your hair in a bun, so you're halfway there. Got a headband on. Brain looks like a sushi chef today, like one of those ibachi chefs, I think they're called, where you sit in the middle, you throw the food in the air. Yeah, that's what you the look like. But except it wouldn't be Asian food; it would be like white food. So you'd be like doing burger flipping, but in a fancy way. Like know? I'm like a fancy subway worker, like, <laughs> yeah. just, like the people at Safeway that make sandwiches. Anyways, anyway, sorry, go on. So there's that one. Um, and then there's also the EMC square, which is the hippy dippy one. And then there's like, I switched between just, uh, like full playlists of just one artist. Oh, right? wow. So there's like, if I'm driving home and I'm, I'm really like kind of in my feels, I guess mm-hmm. I see either Daniel Caesar or, or Frank ocean. But what I was going, what I was alluding to before <laughs> is I've been, I've been, my world has been rocked musically. Right. Because I was never part of the emo phase. Yeah. But after listening to TikTok, I have this one fucking song stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. You showed it to me. I showed it to him because it's, it's such as you listen to it and you're like, oh, that's, that's fucking 2009 or whatever from, uh, what was it called? All, not All Time Low. Is that what it was? I think it was All Time Low. Yeah. All Time Low, Dear Maria. <laughs> Fuck. Do, that. do a little bit of it right now. Yeah. We're really um, on a singing uh, hold tip on. today. No, 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 I got it. I got it. Dear Maria. No, I, got, I got your picture. I'm coming with you. Dear Maria, <laughs> let me in. That's pretty good. Yeah, so there's that. That song has been stuck in my head mm-hmm. the whole time. There's a story in it. That one, you know? Yeah. So it's been stuck in my head. I've been listening to it on repeat. And then I've gotten to a rabbit hole. So now I'm, now I'm going, it's down, down, <laughs> you know? It's too early around. around. It's just, it's been taking over and consuming my life. <laughs> that doesn't um, sound good. <laughs> but it's been in a good way, you know? Is it, It's a good way? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
And I don't know. That's just, uh, it's <laughs> to weird. me, that shit would drive me into fucking oblivion. Well, no, because that's why I have all those other playlists. See, that's the problem with you is you don't have multiple playlists. So you can't be like, oh, I'm sick playlist. and tired of this one. I'll move to this one. But when, I, when I'm not in a hippie parade move, I can move. I can transition. But you know what my philosophy is on life? What? Variety is the spice of life, baby. That's why I guess we can throw in podcasts. What? <laughs> if you want variety, you could just flip it around. You know, you try different things. I could switch it up. I could have variety. You're just listening to the one thing. Whatever comes up, you have your fucking... Yeah, but sometimes I'll be like in a, a sad mood. Like maybe I'll be listening to that song that goes like, It's you, it's you, it's all for you. Everything I do. It's Lana Del Rey. And then I'll be like oh. sad. Lana Del Rey. Everything I do, I tell you all the time. Heaven is a place. Oh, oh you yeah. know that one? You no, know, Lana so Del Rey sounds like she's singing a lullaby, but she's bored of it. And also, she's, <laughs> she's, and, and she's like singing a lullaby, but she hates herself. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Like she doesn't like. She doesn't like. She doesn't like doing it either. It's like somebody's like, hold, like holding a gun to her head and being like, "Sing Heaven a fucking song." Is a place on earth. <laughs> she's like looking out the window, like, "Oh, I'm with you," you know. Yeah. So I listen to that, and the next song, who knows what it might be? It might be that song. Ah, oh, what's a fucking stupid '80s song? <laughs> Let's uh. I listen to it all the time when I'm fucking working out. Ah, oh, the Motley Crue song that was played at hockey games. Fuck, how does it go? Oh, kicks down my heart, bend a bend a bend. I said, whoa, yeah, baby. That fucking stupid song. <laughs> I don't, I don't know one word of that song. I just go, I just fucking lose my mind every time it comes on. And the next song I got, uh, on and on and on and on. I feel like jazzy. I feel like burning incense for some reason. Yeah. And then I go back to, come on, feel the noise. <laughs> Girls, rock your boys. Yeah, that song blows. I don't know why. It puts a smile on my face, and that's all that counts. Yeah. And then I go to, first I was afraid, I was petrified. And you're doing the Michael Scott. <laughs> I do the Michael Scott. That's my dance move. I was getting an accident. <laughs> oh, have you ever have you ever laughed so hard in your car by yourself? You almost got in a car crash. Oh, a couple times. <laughs> I just like I talk to myself in my car, and a lot of it is just winning arguments in my head. But my comebacks are so funny. I start laughing. I close my eyes. I almost crash. You know what? I have a suggestion for you. Okay. I have a suggestion for all the listeners out there. You ever stressed when you're driving? All the time. <laughs> and sometimes music just doesn't do it for you. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of stuck there with your thoughts, right? And you're yeah. thinking you're pissed about how the day went. Yeah. Here's what I will say well, that you should do, and I do it all the time. Okay. Fuck with people. Okay? That's just the, the blanket. <laughs> oh, I like that idea. So what you do is you got to remember that if you're driving, the chances of you, I mean, even though it's a small town, the, the interactions that you have, I'm going to call them the red light interactions. It's my red light theory. I like this theory already. Every time you see, you pull up to a car and you're like head to head with them. Right, mm-hmm. and they could see you, and you're looking to their car, and they're looking to yours, and you're doing the weird glance thing. Here's what you do: you roll down your window, and then they roll down their window, and you say one thing to them, one sentence. You don't say more than one sentence. You just say one thing, and you say whatever comes to your mind. It could be literal. It could be exactly what you're mad about. It could be something. You could be another whole world. You could use an accent. You could do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You could be a total whatever person you want to be. Whatever thing you want to say, you say it. Right. And that person just drives away. And so what I feel like, and when I do this. I feel like I just gave them my problem and they're driving away with it. And I don't have to see it. So anymore. you just talk to a fake. No, 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 I don't talk. It's, there's no conversation back and forth. <laughs> you just teleport. Yeah. You but just you, download your problem onto them. But you have to make sure that both windows are down. You roll down your window, they roll down yours. You say the one line and you either speed up or you slow down. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your screaming thing when you open up your window and scream out no, it. No, no, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a days scene. gone by. Yeah. This is, I have some advice for you. Stop screaming in the morning. <laughs> Come on, that's how I get. That's how I get up. This guy, he wakes up, and I. This guy is like my rooster, <laughs> okay? 
<laughs> You're really being a cock. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up. It's fucking seven or eight in the morning, and I'm I'm woken up to the joyous sound of every morning. For I don't know why you do that. Because I stretch every. You single stretch muscle. like a fucking feline cat. You stretch your back like into some weird thing. You go, and I'm just. It's not a good. It's not helping. It's not helping all the shit that I got going on already in the morning. But you should try it sometime too. <laughs> I do try it. It doesn't. Because you know what that is? That's letting out all like the sleep fucking pressures that you have. But do you have to do it that loud? Yeah. <laughs> right in the morning. I'm not gonna suppress my. You feelings. know I'm not a morning guy. I hate the morning. Yeah, and well, the first thing I hear is, gah, gah, it doesn't fucking. But don't you think there's something to it that I'm a morning guy? <laughs> no. If I'm a morning guy, that works for me. Then why don't you try it? Maybe it's something that'll turn turn you. I do try it, but then it just reminds me of how much I hate that you do it, and it gets me in a bad mood. Okay, well, sorry, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'll stop fucking screaming in the morning. Yeah, I guess I'll go outside and do it. Oh, that'd be so funny. I'm not just kidding. getting known as the neighborhood guy for doing that. <laughs> Why is that kid screaming again? Every day with him. I'm not fucking around with that car theory, though. Go and try it. It'll change your life. Changing your life, guys. <laughs> I was going to say, um, if you've been following, I'm going to beat this in at people until they actually believe the lie that I'm a smart guy. Okay? Okay. About my reading? <laughs> yeah. Dude. <laughs> I read some motivational books sometimes, right? Yeah. Like a fucking schmuck. Yeah. Okay? So I read this one book. It's called... It's called The War of Art. Okay. <laughs> Don't get it confused with The Art of War. That's how you fucking conquer countries. Don't read that one. <laughs> Made that mistake myself. <laughs> this, this is The War of Art, not The Art of War. Okay? This whole weird conquering thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, Ugh, I want to conquer something. No. Don't be a colonizer. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be a colonizer, you fucking... Yeah, don't... don't. Okay, the colonizers, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so... I read this, this book, and it is good. It's all about like how to be more productive in all the things you want to fucking conquer. Who cares, right? But the funniest part of the book is sometimes the author, I could tell when they wrote it, they were like bars when they hit period. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so this guy's trying to inspire you to, uh, to I guess, uh, be more productive. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's no excuse for not doing anything you want to do. Tolstoy had 13 kids and still wrote War and Peace. And at first I was like, well, that's really impressive. War and Peace, that book's longer than the Bible. I never, I'll never read it, but I'm sure it's good. And he had 13 kids while doing that. So I'm thinking, wow, that's impressive. And then I started really thinking. I was like, this guy's a fucking cocksucker. Yeah. He, he went out. He fucked his wife at least 13 times and impregnated her all 13. Yeah. And then he just left her and was like, hey, I'm writing a book. Yeah. He shot 100%. Great. Shut the fucking kids up. Yeah. She, then she'll probably be like, uh, are you done that book yet? No, I'm not done yet. Well, you said you had 800 pages. You wouldn't understand. You would not. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. This is my masterpiece, okay? You shut those fucking kids up. I'm trying to write. Yeah. What even... was he doing? He wasn't changing diapers. He wasn't slinging spaghetti for all the kids. He was sitting there being a cock, writing yeah. war and peace, whatever that means, you yeah. know? <laughs> Not helping at all. He's like locked himself in his in his office. Dad, yeah. can you come eat supper shut with us? Up. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, uh, can you uh can you come change Johnny's diaper? I'm sick and tired of changing it. Shut up, Roger. I'm changing lives here. Why do you think I I had, had 13 kids so you could change each other's diapers for fuck's sake? <laughs> can I get a little piece of quiet? This book isn't done till 1,400 pages, okay? It isn't. It is. You, you, read it. I, I'm six. Read it. 
that's probably his life. Yeah. That's my impression all of the of, guy. He got all of his kids to revise his book. <laughs> that's, how, that's how he didn't have to pay for an Or he did. Uh, somebody was telling me that uh, Dr. Seuss, who wrote all those books, sure, you think he's a nice guy because he's writing about elves or whatever the fuck he was doing. But apparently his wife wrote all those things. And he just took them for himself. Yeah. And put his name on it. Yeah, he did. And he was like, he like beat the shit out of her too. He beat the shit out of her? Yeah. I'm yeah, he beat the shit out of her and then took her ideas. And that's the yeah, green eggs and ham. Fucking. <laughs> and how hard is green eggs and ham to write? That? He couldn't think of a different one. Yeah. I do not like green eggs and ham. Sam, I am. I could have fucking wrote that. He walks up to. Her, he's like, "What are you writing there?" <laughs> green eggs and ham seems stupid. Yeah. I never saw green let me see. Let me see. Yeah. And he reads it, and he's like, "This is stupid. This will never work." And then he fucking punched her, and then took them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So sorry for laughing. No. Yeah, it's fucked. So if Anyways, you're. That was. We kind of took a weird guy. That's my fault. Fucking Tolstoy, fuck you, man. Fuck you. Go write another War and Peace. <laughs> fucking take the peace part more seriously, you cock. Do you think after the thirteenth kid, after he wouldn't, <laughs> after he wouldn't like do anything with them, the wife was just like, "Fuck it, finish your book, finish your book." I don't yeah. care anymore. Yeah, don't come back to us. And he's like, "Okay, well, I fucking, I got a lot of writing to do." <laughs> Most self-centered guy ever. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go back to the positive trade. You ready for this? Oh well, yeah, what are we doing? So. <laughs> My brother has this thing. So he sits like an inch away from his TV. I don't know how he does it. And he puts his headphones on. Obviously, you don't know how loud you're being. So it'll be four in the morning. Like literally four in the morning. I'm still up. I'm downstairs. Fucking just type it away. And I hear him go, oh, bomb squad. <laughs> oh, he's screaming. And he goes, oh, shoot him. Shoot him. Oh, you shot him. He's like literally stamping his feet because he's freaking out, you know? Yeah. And I think if somebody wakes up, he's going to get his fucking head taken off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He just screams at his TV. So other than that, he's the best brother guy could ask for. Yeah. But the screaming at the TV thing, it's got to go. It's got to stop. <laughs> it's, it's tough because you don't realize it. When you have a headphones on, it's like you're in another world. Trust me, when I was in my, in my house and then you played a game like 2K, yeah. there's just so much emotion involved in it. Yeah. And you're going like, how? How? Yeah. That's the classic. How? How? Yeah. How does that not work? Yeah. How does that not work? And you blame your controller. You blame your controller. You're like, this is... Ridiculous! Oh, the batteries just saying things that don't make any sense. <laughs> so, anyways, I think that's a pretty funny note to end on. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll cut out the bomb squatting. And uh, before we go, special friend of the episode. On the same note, to my brother, my brother's good buddy. You want to drum roll me in? Dennis Walker. Dennis Walker. Congratulations! I think there. I met him one time. Seems like a good guy. Obviously, has an. an Impeccable taste in comedy because he's a big fan of the podcast and told us so. So I, thanks very much, buddy. I always remember he had dope glasses. Uh, nice glasses, big fashion guy. All yeah. right, maybe he could teach us about fashion. There we go. You already know fashion. You, you a bocce guy, a bocce grill guy. <laughs> and I clearly don't know anything. So maybe you can help me out with that. Thanks for listening, buddy. Thanks for all of you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Later. Bomb squad! <laughs> Some other beginnings end